welcome to the Lift As You Climb podcast, where it's all about the journey and the joy of discovering who you are now, deciding who you want to become, and embracing your genuine identity, influence, and impact. In each episode, we'll explore how life's experiences have prepared us for what we choose to do next and how to create our encore, write our own script, and star in the next stage of our lives. I'm your host, your encore strategist and transformation catalyst, Isabel Alexander. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here so that we can pick up where we left off from episode six, where we were talking about the myth of work-life balance and why I believe that is a crock of BS. And I share my thoughts on how we as women have been set up to achieve, try to achieve this balance that is impossible because we have a personal life filled with all kinds of aspirations and goals and responsibilities and complexities and relationships. And we have a professional life where, again, all of the same factors are involved. Yet the truth is we only have one, one whole life as a woman to live. And how when we stand back and look at it from that perspective, and realize that we're the only one who can decide how we apportion our energy and how we allocate the time and the attention in those two areas. That's how we design and direct the ideal life that we want, the one that we desire, the one that we deserve. So I'd like to talk to you more about that because I have had decades of learning and failing and learning and failing and learning and failing on how to create a whole cohesive life as a working mother, as a working wife, as a business owner, as a grandmother, as a serial wife. We'll talk about that in another episode. And as a a serial entrepreneur. So coming back to that again later, we'll definitely do that. And I'd love to hear your experiences around how you figured out that magic formula to create the right balance in your life. And when things get off balance, out of kilter, how to get them back. Uh, I also indicated at, at the end of episode six that I was going to talk about one of the aspects of achieving balance or restoring balance for me is my BFFs, best friends forever. And if you've followed me at all, you know that vitamin G is what I describe as the most important supplement for my health. That's G for girlfriends, vitamin G. And that I know how critically important it is for all of us to be very conscious about 
the circle that we gather around us, the friends that we choose, that we curate and, and nurture, and how important that is to the success of our personal and professional happiness and um, well-being. So that's the positive upside of it all. There are always some other sides. As my friend Jackie Elmer says, life is 50-50. So there's the good and the bad, the yin and the yang. And most of the time in my life, and I have been blessed to have amazing BFFs over my six plus decades, who I credit for making me the woman that I am today. A couple of times, a few times in my life, I have found out, sadly, that the BFF, the relationship I considered as one of my treasured BFFs, wasn't at all. And that she wasn't intended to be in my life at all or for long or forever. I also want to share my observation around why does that hurt so much? Why does that feel, even to this day, a little tough to talk about and to talk about and admit publicly that I have been dumped, I have been kicked to the curb, I have been used and abused by a few people that I thought were true friends. And why didn't I see that coming? And when I started, if I'm honest with myself, when I started to see the signs, to get the warning indicators, to see some clues that this wasn't the relationship that I deserve to have in my life, why didn't I take charge and bring that relationship to a close before I was the one who got dumped? Why did she break up with me first? And maybe just because I am so gosh darn determined to make it all work and that positivity runs, there's a thick vein of that through my whole body. And people tease me of, being Pollyanna and the chief cheerleading officer. And I think, you know what? If we just try, we're going to get through this. And I have a lot of grace for people who are going through difficult times in their own lives to give them a couple of free passes for a while. But there does come a point as an intelligent adult <laughs> that you have to say, whoa, this is not for me to fix. This is not for me to tolerate. And this is not the relationship that I deserve. So if you are feeling that you are in a friendship where there are indicators that those are the, the, the situation for you, then I encourage you to check back with me and we'll talk about later how to bring closure to a relationship in a way that is 
sensitive and kind to both sides, but successful in closing that relationship. So for me, the observation has been that having been divorced several times, that's in the book, by the way, that in the breakdown of a marriage or romantic relationship, there's a period of time. It's almost a pre-grieving process where the, what do they say, the blush goes off the bloom, where you start to fall out of love with each other. You begin to see the flaws. You escalate your irritation factor. You begin to build your justifications of why this relationship cannot continue, will not be able to overcome whatever is the the issues between you, and that it would be a better, no matter how painful it, it feels at the moment, but that it would be better for all concerned if you terminate the relationship wish each other well, and move on in your lives. That is a process, and it takes time. And it's certainly a way that I think that you can come to terms and you do some of the work that you need to do to wish that relationship a bon voyage. In the case of my BFF, relationships where I have been divorced by uh, a girlfriend, I didn't want to see that uh, romance was over. And a romance in that I admire them for their capabilities and for their, their aspirations or their leadership in growth and professional and personal development. And that I really thought our friendship was based on mutual trust and admiration and the desire to lift as we climb with each other. So that's why I feel it was such a blow for me when I didn't see the signs at all because A, they were so clearly hidden, or B, I was so not maybe I wasn't invested enough in the friendship. I hadn't thought about that till just now. Perhaps I should go back and examine where I was in that friendship. Perhaps I really was already abdicating my responsibilities as a BFF myself. But to come to the end of a relationship and not to be able to give closure and say, that was great, the time that we had together. I'm sorry that you felt that you had to end our relationship in such a cold manner, calculating manner, instead of just having a chat with me and saying that you have other friends that are more appropriate and more supportive for where you are in your own life right now. And that although we'll be friends, we just won't be BFFs and to wish me success. Ladies, I don't know if I have this figured out yet. I'm still working on it, but I can tell you that in thinking about this, I have realized that I felt 
anger and I felt frustration and I felt grief and I felt sadness. I felt a disconnection because the other aspect of terminating a BFF friendship, just like in a marriage, there are usually shared relationships, shared activities. And in my case, and in one of the examples I'm thinking of, there was some shared mutual business relationships, and that made it a little extra awkward. So I'm going to leave this kind of open for your thoughts. And when you are ready, please give me some comments, some feedback, and let's pick this up and talk about it further. See if we can't come up with a good process to help us move on and move up to new and better BFFs when one is no longer forever. Thank you. Get out there and love your girlfriends. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope our conversation added value to your day and expanded your vision for your legacy and impact. Please join me in increasing my impact and expanding my reach to even more people by sharing this episode on social media with friends and leaving a review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or channel of choice. To catch all the latest from me, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me and others in our community Facebook group, The Lift As You Climb Movement, where you can engage, be inspired by, and grow with a tribe of like-minded people. As I evolve as a podcaster and spokeswoman for collaboration and economic empowerment, your input and feedback are especially important to me. I welcome your suggestions and questions to hello at theencorecatalyst.com. Until we meet again, please remember your success may be the foundation for someone else's. Together, we can raise success ladders around the world.